I'm Karen Hall, your host of the Hero Within podcast. I'm passionate about sharing inspiring true stories of unsung heroes who've overcome some of life's most challenging adversities. Come along with me and learn how you too can find hope and healing to return to love. Welcome back to part two. I'm so excited to have you hear more from my friend, Jamie Barris. She's the host of the podcast, Authentically Raw with Jamie Barris. If you haven't heard part one, you'll want to listen to learn more about Jamie and her background and about some of the things that came up for her that caused her to do more introspection. And the more I really started to think about resent, I know now that resent and silence go together. Because every time I didn't speak my truth, I kept silent and I did things that I truly just either didn't want to do or I was so depleted. Why did you stay silent? (laughs) I didn't want to upset other people. I cannot stand conflict. The thought of someone not liking me or being upset with me or disappointed in me, it would just kill me. Now, that's a huge transformation. Now, uh uh-uh. But I think it all goes back to the void I was trying to fill was that self-love. If you like me, then I know I'm likable and I can love myself. If you love me, then I can love myself. Again, those direct things weren't going through my head. But obviously in the subconscious mind, they were because your actions speak louder than words. And a lot of times it's even the words in your head you don't know are there, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's universal. We all want to be liked. Tell me more about that transformation. I knew how important relationships were to me and getting certified as a coach. My eyes were so opened that the number one thing that was changing in my life was my relationship with myself. And I struggled for years. And within a matter of months, it's like I had done this 180. And I thought, okay, if I can do this in myself from where I know I was, I know I can help other people. Again, I hate to see other people suffer. I hate to see other people hurting. And I thought, if I can keep healing my relationship with me, and guide other people how to heal their relationship with them, I am not going to fix your problems for you. I am a support system. I'm not going to, you know, rescue you from you, but I will teach you how because you do have the answers inside because I realized I had my answers inside. Can you elaborate more on that? Once I really started to dive in deep and I looked at everything as a relationship, okay, what is my relationship, obviously with myself, but what's my relationship like with God? And what is my relationship like to this person, to this person? And what I really spent a lot of time doing was I'm a word person, like something pops up, like you picked out when I said resent, like I do that too. When I talk to people, I pick out these little words and I started to do that with myself. And I looked at my relationship with everything. If it was shame that I was so riddled with shame. And I thought, okay, what is your relationship with shame? That's all we're working on right now. And then I'm like, okay, I feel anxiety. I feel overwhelmed. I feel burnout. So I took every single one and I just broke it down. 
What is your relationship like with anxiety? Where does it come from? What sets it off? Just that awareness. And then what are you going to do about it? And the more I worked on the relationship with all these specific things, I worked on me and I resolved the stuff in me. And that stuff just started to fall away. And it's not that I don't get overwhelmed. It's not that I don't get burned out, but I catch myself there. I don't stay stuck there anymore. That was huge. And I love to look at everything, you know, like my, my relationship with food, my relationship with exercise, or my relationship with being over busy. It's really easy to do because it's pretty much glamorized these days. I'm crazy busy. You know, I'm done saying crazy busy because immediately those words are, I have to do more. If I'm not crazy busy, then I'm not living up to this. If I'm not running my kids everywhere, if we're not doing this, going here, going there, then I'm wasting my life away and I'm worthless. And it's so untrue because over and over and over, we hear how anxious we are and burn out, but yet we keep signing up, right? So what is my relationship with being crazy busy? Well, I don't want one anymore. I'm breaking up. <laughs> and it's been really hard. That is tough because when you are used to that lifestyle, you're going to upset a lot of people when you are just sorry, that doesn't work out for us. I might not want to spend every night and every weekend traveling on these team sports, staying in hotels, being split up as a family. And it upsets people when you aren't doing what they're doing. Oh my goodness. Being crazy busy is so common. And I've seen a lot of my clients use that as a way to escape from their thoughts. I was just going to say that word, escape. As soon as you said escape, I'm like, that's it. So the escape part in regards to being crazy busy, I do feel like we are a society that can't handle going inward. And so we, we love to either numb out, avoid, or escape from, you know, stuff down, whatever it is. And the crazy busy thing is often a way to escape all that stuff going on inside. And if we don't have any time to be alone with ourselves and really think about what's going on, then we just keep escaping it and avoiding it. And we think that it'll go away. And what it really does is it it just mounts. So, I mean, there's a million things we could be escaping by being crazy busy, but I think a lot of it too is look at it. If we are asking ourselves, well, what am I escaping? And if it's hard for you to answer, because sometimes that can make us even defensive if we are asking ourselves that question. But for me, I I knew I had escapes from that. Yeah. If you're always going and you're out and you're about, then I did feel a sense of accomplishment. I did feel a sense of worthiness. I am doing this. I am doing that. I'm providing this for my family or my kids, these experiences, but it, it's an easy way to get caught up in the, the achievement thing. But then also even looking at it from the angle of not only what am I escaping, but what am I really accomplishing? <laughs> because let's see, well, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm kind of grumpy. And then everybody is too. 
you know, I, you know, the whole crazy busy thing, I started to realize too, looking at my kids that when we were home and we had that downtime, they were so lost. They don't know what to do with themselves. They've never had to use their imagination. They don't know how to tinker when they're home. Okay. Well, where's a screen? Because if you're going from one activity to the next being shuffled around, then when you are alone and I would get that way, I wouldn't even know where to start around the house. Well, I've got this project, that project, that project, but we got to go again in two hours. Why start? You know what I mean? So we do, we avoid all kinds of stuff (laughs) and escape. Yeah. I remember learning about how oftentimes we don't want to have those moments of boredom, but it's during those quiet moments that we get inspiration. I find that many times when I'm quiet and meditating or praying, that's when the answers that I'm searching for will come into my mind. I know that our listeners are seeking answers, and I'm wondering if you could tell us, as a life coach and a relationship coach, what would you say if we were struggling with feeling unworthy and feeling unloved? Because I know a lot of us are dealing with those root emotions. I do believe that all of the answers are already inside of us. And it is really about asking ourselves questions. And for me, what really helped was the very first question is, whose shame is it? Because we think it's ours. But when we really stop and analyze, okay, so what do I feel shame about? And then asking, where did that come from? So and so said something. Okay, so is it my shame or their shame? How did it get in me in the first place? This person said this, and then they acted this way, and then time and time again, oh, wait, that's not my shame. That is their shame. They are projecting on me, and I'm absorbing it. And I think we are always projecting, and we're always absorbing energy, vibes, attitudes, behaviors, everything. And if we really step back and look at a couple of things, number one, um, to be self-aware and what are we projecting? What am I absorbing? And when we look at the people in our lives and the environments that we're at, and it's like, when I'm around this person, what am I absorbing? And the stuff that comes up is, huh, well, when I'm around this person, I feel, and if they're amazing things, I feel heard and I feel excited and I just feel like I can be myself. And we talk about all these amazing things and I leave and I'm like, oh, I love being around that person. Okay. Safe person, keep them close to you, keep them in your life. And then when you really start to look at some of these other relationships, okay, how do I feel? Like, what am I absorbing? And when it comes to say the shame, when you realize it's their shame, you realize it's theirs. I don't have to take it on as my own. You're ashamed about this in your life and you're trying to make me feel ashamed in my life for it. It's yours. It is not mine to deal with. I do not have to absorb this. Is it easy to put that line? No, not at first. But once you start that practice and you start to really work that muscle, I'm developing a relationship with shame. And that relationship, Sounds like your shame is your shame. I'm not absorbing any. Thanks, but no thanks. But you can do that with everything because I think 
even when we meet up with someone and they are just very anxious or they worry a lot and they're, what about this? And what about that? And you leave that conversation or the time spent together. And I don't know about you, but it's like, you absorb that. Like, I'm just, I feel like, nah, now I'm worried about that. And I thought, if you really stop and back up and it's like almost this shield or filter maybe is better. What do I want to absorb right now? Because every person has a little bit of shame or anxiety or whatever. We all have this stuff, but it's more about what do I want to absorb right now? And if there are environments or people that you're around when it is constant projection of unhealthy things at you, it's tough. It was very tough for me, but I'm going to seek all of these other people that make me feel loved. You know, Yes. Feeling loved is the most important thing. That's so interesting what you're saying about choosing what to absorb. I'm curious about that. So how can we not take on their shame? There are times when it's challenging to not take on the emotions of other people. Exactly. Some people, that stuff bounces right off. Me? No, it wasn't. I was absorbing all of that. And it's the awareness in the moment. And it takes time handling it different and and noticing in the moment you're ashamed. So it's yours. It's not mine. I'm sorry. I have compassion for you, but it's yours. And I could not do that before. I would spiral down no matter what it was. And I'll use this example. We've probably all done this and we probably will do it to our adult kids. Say you call home and your parents say you never call anymore. And you could go into the excuses. Well, I'm busy. Well, I have this. Well, I have that. But what about just responding? Huh, I haven't called in a while. You're right. What are they going to say? We start to get you know defensive and we start to make excuses. And then we absorb that shame of I'm a bad person. I don't ever call. They want me to call more. It's this weird controlling thing. And if someone tries to manipulate you into calling more and feel guilty or or shame or or whatever, and then you comply, it's like you are enabling them to manipulate you. And I, I, yeah, looking at my life, I'm like, I allow everybody to do that. But I was also doing it. We have to be aware of, yeah, what's coming in and what's going out and asking in the moment, do I want to absorb this? Because even with, say, you're at home and, you know, your spouse comes home and they had a bad day and they're ranting and they're raving and it can quickly turn. And I know I've done this, you know, something happens outside of your home and you bring it home because you didn't resolve it out there and you project it on all these innocent family members whom you love and you immediately set that tone in your house. And it's it's a constant of what am I projecting right now and what am I absorbing right now? Do I want this? Do I want to absorb this? And I think if I could leave everybody with one thing, it's, you know, it's not like transformation is some destination that once I get everything right in my life, everything will be great because you're never going to get it all right. Every day, just looking at things. Okay. I've got money problems right now. Okay. Then I need to deal with my relationship with money or what relationship do I need to work on today? And that is just life. It's a continual work. It's a continual journey. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yes, it is a good thing. It is a good thing. And it is a lifelong journey. 
Exactly. So Jamie, if we wanted to connect with you, how can we find you? I do one-on-one life coaching. You can find me at jamiebarris.com. Results Life Coaching is my business. And my podcast is called Authentically Raw. I also do group membership training, and that can be found on my website. And I'm finishing up a book. It's just personal stories of my transformation. It's not, here's what you need to do to change your life. It's, here are some relatable stories, and hopefully it helps you. So, yeah. Your book sounds awesome. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Thanks, Karen. Well, thank you for sharing your heart with us. I loved hearing about your journey. And I know our listeners will also love how you've been authentically raw with us. Absolutely. All right. See you, Karen. Bye. I learned so much from my friend, Jamie. Here are some of the takeaways from today. Often, when we are giving so much of ourselves, such as when we are caring for children, we can start overgiving and feeling depleted physically and emotionally. It's important to make time for self-care. When you feel shame, ask yourself questions. Whose shame is this? Where does it come from? Many times we think if that person would change or this situation would change, then we could be happy. But we can only control ourselves, and that is an inside job. Resentment is often related to staying silent, which is associated with the root of not wanting to offend others. We are all either projecting or absorbing. Understanding when we are projecting or absorbing starts with awareness. You get to choose if you want to project that thing or absorb what others are projecting. Being crazy busy is often a way to escape from our thoughts and our feelings. However, it can add to feelings of worthlessness. Everything in our life is a relationship, such as a relationship foremost with ourselves, a relationship with others, or a relationship with a feeling such as anxiety or shame, or even a relationship with food or a substance. What resonated with you today? Thanks for listening. I know you're busy. Did you know that you help spread the love by leaving a review and following? This helps increase our visibility so people can find us online. I really appreciate your help. I'm wishing you lots of love in your own hero's journey.